Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making everything work good, so she better make it work good. Is the Duchess of the Dorks? It is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Sam, hi. I'm not too concerned about that because you already told me I get to keep my job today once, so I don't remember why. Why? Yeah, why did I say that? I don't remember, but you said I I get to keep it today at least. I don't so. remember. I don't remember if saying today, that. If, if there's a day to mess up, today would be the day. Division one, top ten. There we go. I'm, I'm tweeting about what we're about to do on the show. Anyway, I don't think you get to keep your job. Do we have first four Theodore? <laughs> we sure do. It was Nicholas Morton, Jacob John, Rob Hadaway, and Phil Vaney. Welcome in, guys. Hi, friends. Today is Tuesday, June 9th, 2020. It's 6-9, which is... It is LP's birthday. Happy, happy birthday, LP. Happy birthday, Lance Pickle. 6-9-69. A nice birthday. So nice. A nice birthday. So nice. Uh, 170 days till Thanksgiving. Like, okay, 170 days till Thanksgiving. (laughs) Episode 973. 973. This was like the Mike Smithson episode. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah, Mike Smithson. Mike Smithson episode. On today's show, my friends. We are going to unveil the top 10 of the 2A Division One rankings in Dave Campbell's Texas Football, of course, expanded rankings in the 2020 Summer Edition, which you can get at texasfootball.com. subscribe. And then back half of the program, uh, Pickle had a great conversation uh, with our friends at Baylor Scott & White, uh, the Director of Sports, uh, uh, Director of sports uh, Concussions, Dr. Aaron Reynolds, talking a little bit about uh, something that I know with a lot of the other health issues going on, this is something that maybe takes a little back seat, mm-hmm. uh, but is still important to, to, to keep talking about. And, and so we will hear from Baylor Scott & White's Director of Sports Concussions, Dr. Aaron Reynolds, coming up at the back half of the show. Do you think that people who were born on June 9th, 1869... We're going around being like, this is the best birthday. Uh, I, we've had this conversation before. Like, when did when did nice start, you know? it's It definitely came from the internet, right? It's yeah. definitely an internet phenomenon. But, yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, so, maybe maybe they did. But, I, I mean, they had other things going on in, in 1869, mm-hmm. like most notably, like, uh, you know, 
reconstruction. Yeah, that could that could probably put a little bit of a damper on. Might it. put a damper on uh, <laughs> on saying, "Hey, nice birthday." <laughs> you know, we're slaughtering each other, but you know, you know, hey. Anyway, uh, all right. So let's get right into it. The 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football is right now, and I have an update on this. It's being bound. Like uh, copies of the magazine are being bound at the printer right now. They are going to be um, mailed out to subscribers at texasfootball.com slash subscribe uh, starting later this week. Yes. Uh, so if you want to get your magazine before it hits newsstands, uh, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. And you can still get them. Yes, you can. By the way, you can still get them if you if you uh, if you subscribe this week. You will get it before it hits newsstands. So textofall.com slash subscribe. Anyway, inside, of course, we have tons of high school football stuff, previewing more than 1,400 teams across the state of Texas, um, like nobody else does. And we also have rankings. We are the uh, official rankings provider, the Texas High School Football Rankings provider of the Associated Press. And so these are the Texas High School Football Rankings of record. We have expanded rankings in the magazine. Uh, top 50 for the top, for Class 6A, top 25 for each uh, of the divisions in 5A, 4A, 3A, and 2A, and then top 20 in Class 1A, plus private school rankings as well. But we want to unveil the top 10 of the Class 2A Division One rankings today. Uh, a lot to get to here, uh, a lot of movement here in mm-hmm. 2A Division One, And so uh, we have the 2A Division One Top 10 ready to roll out. And we will start at number 10 with the San Saba Armadillos. Armadillos! A regional finalist that's won 27 games in the last two seasons. Coach Andres Aguirre must replace star quarterback Sean O'Keefe and a talented senior class, but keep an eye on defensive back and wide receiver Logan Glover. The Armadillos of San Saba start the year number 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number 9 we go. The Panhandle Panthers are the number nine team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. After a disappointing first-round exit, the Panthers are loaded for a run, led by all-state wide receiver and defensive back Zach Wood. This is a very dangerous Panhandle team. They are the number nine team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number eight, the Ganado Indians are the number eight team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. A 10-win team a year ago, the Indians dropped down to Class 2A with an exciting core led by big offensive tackle Larson Workman. Number eight in Dave Campbell's Texas football's 2A Division I rankings, the Ganado Indians. Number seven... The Hawley Bearcats are the number seven team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Running back Colton Marshall may be gone, but don't count out the Bearcats, who bring back one of the state's best offensive lines and an experienced defense. The Bearcats are going to be back in the hunt. They are the number seven team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number six... It's the Mason Punchers. The Mason Punchers are the number six team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. It's crazy when a 10-win season is a bit of a disappointment, but that's kind of the situation the Punchers find themselves in. But they will be roaring back in 2020 with tradition leading the way alongside quarterback Matthew Kerr. The Mason Punchers, the number six team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. We are unveiling the 2A Division I Top 10 in the Dave 2020 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Expanded rankings in the print edition of 2020 summer edition of dave campbell's text football you can get yours today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe to number five into the top five 
the San Augustine Wolves, the number five team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. There's reloading to do, uh, but with 39 wins in the last three years, Marty Murr's squad definitely gets the benefit of the doubt, especially with one of those returning starters being running back Kavorian Barnes. This is a very, very dangerous team in San Augustine, arguably the favorite still in Region 3. San Augustine, the number five team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number four we go. Another 3A drop down. The Cisco Lobos are the number four team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And there's a lot to like about this team. Not only are they dropping down from 3A Division II to 2A Division I, but that offensive line is going to be fantastic. And the skill position spots, while they are young, they are very athletic. This is a team that has won at least nine games each of the last five years. And now they drop down a classification. The Cisco Lobos, the number four team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Into the top three, the number three team, the state finalists from a year ago, the Post Antelopes are the number three team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, a year after surging to their first ever state championship game. This is a Post team that is loaded for bear. A ton of returning lettermen for this squad. They lose a couple of key pieces, but you know Michael Pittman is going to have his boys ready to go. The Post Antelopes, the number three team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Into the top two, this is where it gets interesting. The number two team, the Refurio Bobcats are the number two team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, the reigning, defending, undisputed 2A Division I state champions from a year ago rang off a perfect season at 16-0. and There is some replacement to do on the offensive experience spots, or, or uh, offensive, uh, um, rather, skill spots. But this is Jason Herring, and this is a guy you know is going to get them uh, to the, uh, to the uh, deep into the playoffs. This is a team that must replace four of their five offensive linemen, plus a quarterback, but... This is a team whose defense could be really sensational. Refurio, the defending state champs, the number two team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Which means, of course, we are predicting a new state champion. And that is the Shiner Comanches, the number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And there is a lot to like about this Shiner team. Of course, they came up just short last year in a thrilling regional semifinal against Refurio, but the overall team speed could be really special for Coach Daniel Boddicker's squad. This is a, a fantastic uh, Shiner team that has sixteen or that has uh, 13 starters back from last year, including 22 of their 31 lettermen. This is a low team. Shiner begins the year number one in the 2A Division I rankings and our pick to win the 2A Division I state championship. And so there you have it. The 2020 preseason Texas high school football rankings in Class 2A Division I. The top 10, number 10, San Saba. Number 9, Panhandle. Number 8, Ganado. Number 7, Holly. Number 6, Mason. Number 5, San Augustine. Number 4, Cisco. Number 3, Post. Number 2, Refurio. And the number 1 team in 2A Division I in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press preseason rankings, the Shiner Comanches. Of course, we have expanded rankings in the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can uh, get your yours now. You can reserve yours now at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get it before it hits newsstands. So of course, check that out. Uh, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. 2A Division 1. Just uh, subscribe. Gets... Slash subscribe. I keep saying insider. <laughs> we'll get there. I know. 2A Division 1 just gets me pumped. Like seeing yeah. those. That, that uh, last year was so much fun in that division. Yeah, it was. And it's going to be... It's going to be even better this year. <laughs> it's going to be really, really good. And it's always fun to watch. And, and what I like about this is... 
realignment kind of shook things up that in yeah. a lot of ways you go back to last year right and we always say okay it's those it's that triumvirate of teams in mm -hmm. region four it's mason china refurio in some order whoever it is right but now you add in post who was a great story last year mm -hmm. you add in i think really dangerous 3a drop downs in cisco right. uh and ganado that could really do some some damage and by the way look um i don't think that uh uh, I don't think St. Augustine's going away. No. Um, I think I don't think Holly's going away. Mm -mm. I think there's going to be I think there's going to be like a notion, especially with San Saba and Holly, mm -hmm. that they lost such tremendous superstars. Right. San Saba lost Sean O'Keefe. Uh, Holly lost Colton, Colton Marshall. Marshall. I think there's going to be this notion to be like, ah, well, they're going to take a big step back. I don't know if that's the case. I right. think it's a loaded, and I think this is a. I think that um, if you talk to even those, co especially those coaches in Region Four, if you talk to to them, they'll tell you, look, two uh, A Division One's a grind, mm -hmm. and, and while a lot of the attention gets spilled onto Region Four, there's a lot of really really good teams uh, in this uh, in in this classification, which is going to make it a lot of fun. So of course you can get the expanded rankings, the top twenty five in each in each division at TexasFootball.com/slash/subscribe. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. <laughs> talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DZTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. I mentioned it again. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. If you do that, we, you will get the magazine before it hits newsstands. Plus, you'll be helping support the show. If that's what you want to do. And a year's worth of content. Like, yeah. you don't just, it doesn't just stop Not after just the, the magazine. magazine. Yeah. yeah. You, get a lot of, you get a lot of good stuff. It's good stuff. Mostly good stuff. The, it's, uh, it's mostly good stuff. The, like rounding up, it's all good stuff. Yeah, the jelly of the month of football. Yeah. By the way, go check out that graphic <laughs> that that pickle designed, <laughs> and see if you can catch the giant glaring spelling error. For the record, you definitely did not catch it the first. No, time. No, absolutely not. Because you quote tweeted it, and then someone responded. Yeah. And that's when we caught it. And yeah. I looked at it like four times, didn't see it. Football. I think I we look at the word football so much that your brain just automatically like corrects it to that well and there's something there's a whole science behind that that like if you take if you have like the first two letters and the last two letters right yeah then like your brain doesn't even look at the, the them that closely portion. yeah there's some something to think about anyway a couple days ago pickle had the great a uh, great conversation you know health is in the news right now for uh for t texas high school football players uh obviously with the covid19 outbreak but also uh, you know, something that is always the top of mind with uh, with football is uh, concussions. And so uh, Pickle had a great conversation with Dr. Aaron Reynolds of Baylor Scott & White, the director of sports concussions. Uh, here is uh, Pickle's conversation with Dr. Aaron Reynolds of Baylor Scott & White here on Texas Football Today. So as everyone is adjusting to our nor normal, as you could say, the healthcare profession is one that's been quickly adapting to these changes and specifically as we look for hopefully the return of sports. And joining us today is the director of sports concussion program at Baylor Scott & White. It's Dr. Reynolds. Um, and she's been big in this effort to, to make sports ready to come back. Dr. Reynolds, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing great. So first off, of course, we've got to ask, how has you and, and your family specifically been adjusting to these kind of wild times that we've been living in recently? Yeah, it's been quite an adventure. You know, I have a daughter who just finished her freshman year at the University of Arkansas. So she was forced to come home. And then my youngest, my son, today is his last day of kindergarten. So we have been trying to manage you know, two people essentially working from home, having both kids home, 
And the biggest struggle has just been making sure everyone stays active and everyone stays, you know, engaged with, with our activities the best we can. Um, but, but it's certainly been interesting. Definitely an age gap there. So I can imagine that the, uh, the little kindergartner is, is a little different finishing up school from home. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I, I really hope that next year they focus on reading and writing because we definitely have dropped the ball a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> He's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. So obviously, like you said, you've been working from home. How have you been staying in contact with your patients during COVID-19? Yeah, so we were kind of thrown into this new world that we had to figure out very quickly um, before this happened. So in February, we were starting to push towards this idea of telemedicine. And the idea behind that was because, you know, we're located in Frisco, Texas, in North Texas. Um, and we really wanted to be able to reach the families in El Paso and San Antonio in the far reaches of Texas that maybe didn't have the same resources. So we were starting to set up these models to be able to see patients from long distance. And then all of a sudden, COVID-19 hit, and, and we had to totally, you know, reorganize everything. So we had the foundation in place for how we were going to do it, and it just required us to think really quickly. We essentially overnight shifted from seeing patients in our clinic to doing it entirely virtually. Um, and so that's in myself, our sports medicine physician, our physical therapist. Um, we've been through all the different platforms trying to figure out the best way to, to provide care. Um, but it's worked really well, and we've been able to keep up with our patients. We've been able to see new patients. And now as the world starts to get back to normal, we're starting to see them again in the clinic. So we're, we're very hopeful that things are going to continue moving in the right direction. Um, but what's been good about this is it has forced us to really look at this telemedicine issue. And, and I do think that over the course of the next year, we're going to be able to extend further and further into those underserved areas and, and help those kids that really don't have the resources there. Absolutely. Kind of a, a little bit of a silver lining out of something that has been just a little bit wild. But obviously, exactly. as you can see in the news, sports are starting to make plans to come back in, in all levels of sporting events. But um, what advice do you have specifically for high school athletic trainers as they greet kids back? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things to think about. Um, you know, there's physical aspect, which is more for the coaches, which we can talk about. But, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about the overall mental health, um, especially when we're looking at sports that would have been continuing through the spring. And, and you know, these the seasons were just abruptly stopped. And now we're going to ask them to come back and get back in the swing of things. And I think it's going to be important for athletic trainers to be more diligent about checking in with these kids, you know, some of these kids, uh, it, it's not great when they're home and they're not in school. You know, some of these kids have not been able to access the type of nutrition and resources that they can get. So I, I think checking in there is going to be really important. Um, and then the other piece is, is just taking, you know, a status check every day. How are you feeling? You know, there's, there's a lot of fears. There's a lot of people who aren't afraid. And you're not going to know unless you ask them. Um, I, I think that if we don't do a good job with that, we could set the stage for some division between teams. And that's what we don't want to do. We want to make sure these kids are all really comfortable doing what they're asked to do. Absolutely. And you, you hit on it a little bit at the beginning of that, but how should coaches approach these first few practice sessions from a health standpoint when high schools are being able to start that strength and conditioning training on June 8th? So I think it's great that we're getting back to that because these kids, you know, my number one thing is need to be active. And so these kids need to be active. But I think it's important for coaches to, to remember that not everyone has been able to do, 
the workouts they've been sending out, or maybe not everyone, like I said, has had the same nutrition they have as when they're in school. So you may see some steps back with some of these athletes. And the biggest thing we want to focus on is preventing injury, right? So um, entering into it, knowing we may be taking two steps back, you're going to get right back to where you were before. But I think not pushing them too hard, or maybe just taking a status of where they are at the beginning and working with your athletic trainers to get them back where they need to be. Um, is going to be the best way to go about it. Now, you had mentioned, obviously, that you were located up in, in North Texas. So how has the state-of-the-art facility at the STAR really enhanced your care practice um, that you can give to the area athletes? So we have um, a 300,000 square foot facility at the STAR. We're very lucky to have that. Um, and it's really helped us to advance not only our clinical offerings, but the research that we're able to do. So we've started to do some research looking at how can we get kids better faster? You know, what factors um, like sleeping during the day, not drinking enough water, which factors uh, correlate to longer recovery times? But we're also able to bring kids in and given the sports performance center that we have, we're able to work them out in a safe, non-contact environment. And that allows us to get kids moving much faster than we ever could in the past. You know, the old, the old theory of concussion is you wait it out, you rest a lot. Sometimes you go in a dark room. That does not work. It does not work for athletes. And so if we can get them moving as quickly as possible after the injury in a safe, controlled way, we have so much better outcomes and the kids are happier. The coaches are happier. Everyone feels better. So having that space and the support of the school districts around us and the Cowboys who we partner with at that um, facility, it's been really great. And then obviously it seems like y'all are making big strides, like you said, in trying to kind of change that concussion protocol a little bit. But before I let you go, what changes have you experienced in terms of just concussion awareness for all levels of football? So I started doing concussion only in 2012. And so from 2012 to 2017, I was in Western Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh. I've been here since 2017. And when I first started, you know, we were always asked to do a lot of education, which we still are. I still see these pocker, you know, just this mentality. Um, I've heard coaches call it the C word. They don't even want to say it. And the message I always try to get out is that Concussion is nothing to be afraid of. It's a completely treatable injury. You have to be active to get through it, but it's really important that we identify it. And the kids are going to miss less time the quicker we identify it, the quicker we treat it. So that's the message that I continue to push out to coaches and just try to work with them to not be afraid of it, not look at it as, you know, it's, uh, you know, the end of a season or anything like that. And I think we're coming around, you know, the, the more conversations I have, people seem to be more engaged with that and more thinking in that way. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Reynolds, we can't thank you enough for your time today. We hope that, that you and your family continue to stay safe and hopefully, I mean, we're ready for sports to be back just as much as y'all are. So best of luck in, in all of that. Thank you so much. There she is, Dr. Erin Reynolds. Talked to Pickle a couple days ago. Appreciate her from Baylor Scott & White taking the time to chat with us a little bit earlier. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, A Final Thought. Um, when we talked about suicides, the drink, the drink. mixture, the yes. and um, the pre-show, Tony, 
uh, Blaylock brought up a good point, and he said that uh, snow cones, that was a big thing to do with snow cones. Mm. Um, and let me tell you, I am scarred from that because I was a snow cone artist, a connoisseur, one might say, at Kona. And uh, that is where you get to, like, we would literally hand them the ice and they could go fill up whatever flavors they wanted. The amount of sticky children that I had to put up with because of snow cone suicides was just less than ideal. I I don't want to lose your respect. Oh, man. Are you about to say... But I have to issue a take. Oh, no. Snow cones are spare. You have a trash opinion. Snow cones are spare. That's a trash opinion. Sorry. That's true. It's I, I, have to, I have to speak Ugh. my truth. I have to speak my truth. That is a trash opinion. You know what? I can live with it. I'm, I'm fine with it. Because I just... This guy. They... It's, 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 it's too much sugar without, like, the satisfying creamy flavor of or creaminess of uh of ice cream that's all it is it's just like yeah well i don't like sweets and it's less sweet you know what it's like it's it's the same reason i can't drink like full sugar sodas yeah i just can't do it conversation the other thing is too and this is just completely on brand but have you ever had a pickle snow cone they're so good (laughs) No, I haven't had a pickle snow well, cone. Well, do you like pickles? Like, put, I do take like pickles. me out of the equation because I know you don't like me, but like regular like pickles. I do like eat. pickles. Okay, well then you would like a pickle snow cone. They're really good. It's literally just pickle juice on the ice, but... I mean, I can... Yes, I figured. I figured it was pickle juice on the ice. I just... I can't do... I just think... I think snow cones are spare. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think that you have trash opinions. Well... And right, that's, I we're, guess, we're I done guess with this to, conversation. I, I need to be done. It's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending <laughs> a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at TCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at textfootball.com. Thanks again to Dr. Aaron Reynolds uh, from Baylor Scott and White for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy tomorrow, this week in recruiting with Greg Powers and unveiling the 3A Division II Top 10 here on Text Football Today.